make me clean. Today we hear about the terrible disease of leprosy, which nowadays we call Hansen's disease, in which people experience like the, the death of their own bodies. Like the, the cells just like deteriorate and, and horribly even parts of the, the body, fingers, etc. Can, can just fall off. And so at the time of Jesus, this, this disease, they didn't understand it and they uh, worried that it was super contagious. Um, and so they, they would have these people just like stay away. Um, somebody with leprosy wasn't allowed to go and worship God in the temple. They, they weren't even really allowed around people. They would, they would have to stand outside the town. So it was, it was very lonely. You, and, and when people would come near you, you just, you just have to be, you'd have to yell, unclean, unclean. Like, I'm a disease, just get away from me. You know, we don't have leprosy as much. It's today, it's almost extinct, very rare, still here. But unfortunately, we still have the similar feelings that those people would experience. I know from talking to a lot of college students that we can walk around feeling like I'm diseased, like I'm a problem that I end up hurting people close to me, so just stay away from me. Or I'm so hurting that, that I want to keep everyone at an arm's distance because I, I, don't, I don't want anybody else to get close to me to hurt me even more. And we can carry this, this isolation that even in the midst of a community, I can feel totally alone. So how does Jesus respond to this? Kind of in a crazy, bold way, the first thing we hear is that this leper approaches Jesus. The leper is supposed to be outside and stay away from people. But this person, with great boldness, approaches Jesus. And it says he kneels down. Kneels down as in, like, adoration, as in worship, as in a recognition that who do we kneel before but God? That, that you have the power to heal me from this death that I'm experiencing. And he says to Jesus, if you wish, you can make me clean. That, that I'm, not, I'm not telling you what to do. I'm telling you what I want. And, and I know you, sovereign God, have your own perfect will. And if it be your will, I desire to be made clean. You know, interesting, to be made clean would have made the leper able to go back to the temple to worship God. It would have allowed him to enter into the community. So he's asking for to be made clean, which is a little different than say, can you heal me of this disease? That, that he, he wants, yes, the physical disease to be gone, but he wants a deeper wholeness, 
I want to be able to be close to God again. I want to be close to the other people again. I want to experience wholeness and connection once again. And so this man comes with trust and with faith and with boldness. And he kind of says, you hear what he says, kind of like what Jesus says in the garden, when Jesus says to the Father, Father, take this cup away from me, but not what I will, what you will. That I think is, is actually a very good and uh, perfect prayer, so to speak, that Jesus prayed for, it would be good for us to pray this too, right? Like, Lord, I don't like this thing in my life. Take it away from me. But not what I will, what you will. Because if you have a different plan, that if this is somehow for my good, even though I can't see that, I trust you. Not what I will, what you will. But I want you to take this away. And so he's saying, if you will, if you wish. And Jesus responds, you know, like, you could almost ask, Jesus, how much do you desire this man to be clean? Do you, do you desire it this much? Do you desire it this much? And Jesus, freely choosing to take that death upon himself, says, I desire your wholeness and your cleanliness this much. That I do desire it. That I hold nothing back from it. And he heals him. And then he says, go and offer the cleansing, the, the, the prescription prescribed by Moses. What was that? You, you don't hear it here. But in Leviticus 14, it says that when someone, if someone was made clean, just like they had been named unclean by the priest, they would go back to the priest and they would bring two clean birds. And with the priest, the, the, the priest would... Um, the offering would they would kill one bird and they would pour the blood of the one bird on the second and then set it free what's the symbolism there that even though this person this leper is experiencing death and dying the effects of original sin that Jesus takes this person's place takes yours and I my place that he is willing to suffer death. And then his blood on the cross, his blood poured out on this altar, poured out over us, is, is what then allows you and I to fly free. That Jesus takes the place that the leper was the one who was supposed to be outside, and yet by the end of our story today, it's Jesus who's outside the town. <laughs> and yet, rather than people staying away from him, people are going to him with boldness because they know that he's the one that can bring wholeness to their lives. And so what does this say to us? That, you know, in normal time, if someone was unclean, if, this, if I was unclean and somebody touched me, approached me, they also would become unclean. But when Jesus approaches that which is unclean, 
rather than him being tarnished, we ourselves are made clean. That, that's like everything. That's like when we come here today and it's like, God knows where we're at. <laughs> God knows this is the best I have today. God knows I'm not perfect. And he's like, and that's exactly why I want you to come to me. Because I want to make you whole. That I want to make you perfect. That I'm the one that can do that. We don't, we don't do it on our own. <laughs> I can't do that. Or I don't become perfect and then come to God. It's I come to God and he makes me perfect. I'll tell you a story about a man named Joseph. He was a man born in Belgium in 1840. And he wanted to serve God. And so he joined the Congregation of the Sacred Hearts of Jesus and Mary. When he joined his religious community, he took the name of Damien, the name of a 6th century martyr. Later on, in 1864, his brother was ordered to go to Hawaii, which is pretty far from Belgium, and his brother wasn't feeling well, so Damien said, I'll, I'll go in your place. I'll go so that you can stay here and get better. And the community was like, well, we're not sure about you. You're not the smartest guy. Um, but whatever, go man. So they sent him to Hawaii where he was ordained a priest and he began just kind of serving and we don't, you know, just in a normal average way. Well, two years later, in 1866, Hawaii established a leper colony on the Kalaupapa Peninsula of Molokai. That here's these lepers and we're not really sure. It seems really contagious. So we're gonna put all those people over there so that we're safe and nobody has to deal with them. Well, Damien's there and he knows about this. And several years later, they're saying we're looking for people to serve them. And so he was like one of four priests and they would go for three months at a time and serve these lepers. And over time he said, you know what? I'll just do it. Here, you other three guys, don't worry about it. I'll just go and serve. And so uh, he goes to serve these people. And one day, um, there was, what, what he found over there, let me say this, what he found over there was just like anarchy, because here's all these people, nobody wants anything to do with them, there was a high rate of alcoholism, um, and so he started like building houses for people to live dignified lives, he built a school, an orphanage, uh, built a church, and one day, um, he was carrying a pot of boiling of hot water, and he, it spilled on his foot, and he didn't feel it. And he's like, oh shoot, um, you know what that means? That I have leprosy now. And what we know now is that leprosy, it's not contagious for everybody, but only for 5% of the population. And he was one of the 5%. And so he remained with his brothers, his sisters on the island, uh, ministering to them, ministering to the sick, burying the dead. Um, he had great humility when uh, a priest would come by on a ship, but the, the priest didn't want to land to get sick also. And so he would, he would stand on the beach and yell out his sins for everybody to hear them in order to go to confession. And he said, he found his strength from prayer, from the rosary, from the Eucharist, and he said, it is at the foot of the altar that we find the strength we need in our isolation. It is at the foot of the altar that we find the strength we need in our isolation. 
And in 1889, he passed away. In 1959, when Hawaii became a state, and they choose every state chooses two people to be to represent them by a statue at the U.S. Capitol, Hawaii chose Father Damien. And in in 2009, Pope Benedict declared Father Damien a saint, Saint Damien of Molokai. Jesus Christ does not leave us alone on the island of sin and loneliness. But he chooses to come to us to take the punishment we deserve so that we can receive his love, his mercy, his wholeness poured out over us. So that then we can experience the fullness of what God intends for us, of what it is to be reconciled with the Father, to be reconciled with our brothers and sisters, and to live to our potential, to live as we were meant to, fully alive, to fly free.